0: I've been curious as to the impact of a big number on a, on a stock exchange. That big number happened last week. It was the level of 5,000 on the S&P 500. This evening, the S&P 500 trading a little stronger, 5,036. So it's entrenching its position above the 5,000 level. But it's only just a number. And we're often told that we should be not taking at face value the huge rise that we're seeing in the S&P 500 index because it's only been driven by seven companies, the so-called Magnificent Seven. The rest of the companies on the S&P 500, we're told, broadly speaking, are not doing that brilliantly. So how do we look at, one, uh, a booming U.S. economy, which is creating thousands, tens of thousands, sometimes hundreds of thousands of jobs every single month, where inflation is coming under control, where the U.S. Fed is talking about cutting interest rates at some point this year, with a stock market that is booming but only in a handful of shares, and where government debt levels are so big that they run the risk of destabilizing the whole apple cart over time. This sounds like an academic problem. Professor Adrian Saville is uh, the uh, Professor of Economics and Finance at Gibbs, the Gordon Institute of Business Science. I mean, all of these contradictions and all of these wonderful signals that we're seeing being flighted by the fact that the S and P 500 has hit this five thousand level, just create mass confusion for anybody who wants to put money into the U.S. stock market at the moment. How should we be reading all the signals, Adrian?
1: Bruce, I think uh, the the first point that you make is a is a very important one that there's a is a, a disconnect between uh, what's driving uh, the S and P and the broad economy, and it's the you know that so called magnificent seven. Uh, which are uh on extraordinary valuations, and in fact, if you strip away uh those seven stocks from the s and p five hundred over the last year or so, the market's actually flat um and you know so that's the first uh conundrum to try and to to try and solve uh the second is uh uh you know perhaps not so much a, a conundrum but just a curiosity as how uh, it's possible that the U.S. economy is so strong, you know, notwithstanding all of the efforts by the Fed to kill inflation and the aggressive hikes in interest rates. The U.S. economy remains incredibly strong. So, there's really, you know, at least two things that are explaining uh, the performance of the S&P 500. It's just this. Uh, magnificent Seven or Secret Seven, um, and then uh, at the same time, this extremely strong economy, which uh, in a different setting uh, would have pulled the rug out from under under the S and P.
0: So, how then do we respond to it? Because we've got markets mm. around the world which exhibit. Far higher characteristics of value and you in your by your very base instinct or a value investor. But you know you can be a value investor and look terribly clever and very stay very poor for a long time while <laughs> yeah. while, while com- until common sense kicks in. Or you follow the trend. And I I don't know if I'm brave enough to follow the trend of the seven shares that prop up the S P five hundred, particularly when I look at the price I'm expected to pay for NVIDIA yeah, yeah. and Microsoft and others who are. the the cutting edge of what they do. They're brilliant. Yeah. Whew, they're expensive.
1: Well, <laughs> well, you know, just to stay with that point, um, uh, John Maynard Keynes, uh, you know, one of the most uh, influential economists of the past hundred years or so, says you know, be careful, the market can stay irrational longer than you can stay solvent. And uh, when it comes to those seven stocks, the valuations are uh, are exceptional. They They really are off the charts. And you need to be very confident in the ability of those businesses to uh, to generate earnings that are going to catch up with the valuations and um I, I i share your your caution um and circumspection i, I find those valuations just extremely rich and if you look elsewhere in the world you'll find similar businesses as the uh, that make up the US economy on far more compelling valuations europe is a great place to look um and you find entire uh, entire markets uh or, or entire market clusters that are uh, on undemanding valuations and emerging markets, uh, as a broad raft, um, uh, sit on very attractive valuations. There's, there's also you know a challenge in trying to uh, collate the S and P 500 with the uh, U.S. economy because that S and P index is two-thirds manufacturing. The economy is two-thirds consumption. Um, S and P 500 is, uh, is. Uh, 40% overseas uh, spending, whereas only 10% of the US economy is overseas spending. So there's a bunch of disconnects beyond just uh, that magnificent seven that do make it, uh, to my mind, uh, a bold endeavor to venture into the S&P 500 at these levels.
0: Professor Adrian Saville at Gibbs, he's Professor of Economics and Finance. Thanks, Adrian.